Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Real Talks, where we talk about movies, because movies are very important, at least to us, me and my co-host, David. Hello. And today, it's a very special day because it is Indiana Jones's birthday, and not the movie, but Harrison Ford. So yeah. we thought it would be appropriate to talk about him today because he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's he's been a big deal. So uh, hello again, and welcome to Real Talks. And so, as she said, it is Harrison Ford's 80th birthday today. 80 years old, and yet he's going to do another Indiana Jones movie? I know. That's, That's why I was like, are they going to give him the walker with, like, the little tennis balls at the bottom? Actually, he has three or four films in development right now. I'm you know, he's going he's gonna to gonna pull a Clint Eastwood, and he's going to, like, act until he drops dead. Like, yeah. I keep seeing Clint Eastwood on movies like, uh, what was the last one? The Mule, you know? Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, I didn't care for he it just, at all. He just looks like he's about to drop dead. Like, he's I 91. Love him. I love him, but I, I, if I were on the movie set, I'd be like, dear Lord, somebody make sure he doesn't drop dead. Like, but well, he's I mean, still doing it. Respect. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at 91, listen, I hope I'm, I'm doing this at 91, <laughs> you know, sure, but, yeah. uh, you know, well. it's, it's one of those things where he's been in the public eye for, you know, better part of 45 years. And so, you know, he's one of the, you know, I was thinking about this today. He's probably the most recognizable actor. So w- let me ask you this question. What is Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, and, um, a couple other actors have in common that Harrison doesn't. They have Oscars. Well, yeah, that was my first guess. Yeah. But honestly, he was really good in uh, The Fugitive. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was some of his best work. And, for sure. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're going to walk through his uh, filmography yes, for a little bit. So he was born in Chicago. I know I have she, his Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. So you, so okay. She's going to follow along with me, but no. I just want to tell the listeners that. No, no, for sure. But I'm in like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to be dead. But uh, so he, he went to go star in a couple of movies, but it was interesting. His, his father's name was John William. Well, Christopher was his uh, nickname, but John William Ford. I mean, mm. I, I found it kind of ironic that. He goes on to play in movies where John Williams is some of, you know, does some of the most iconic yeah. movies yeah, of for all sure. time. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars. But he was actually in the Boy Scouts, too. You wouldn't think of Harrison Ford being, I mean, obviously, he's an adventurous guy. He loves to fly. He's still flying today. Oh, um, for sure. But yeah. My favorite was when he adventured into a piercing studio and got an earring. That was one of my favorite adventurous things he did. Yeah. Yeah, that was around. That was in his sixties. Sometimes that was like but, he had a bit of a crisis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not midlife crisis, older man crisis. Like like, well, I don't even want. I don't even know the math, but yeah, he just definitely was like, you know what, I need an earring. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, but um, so he was he actually achieved the second highest rate, not rating, but rank, but right below Eagle Scout. So it's called the Life Scout. For all those out there, I I wouldn't have known that a life scout. Mm-hmm. So he was. A, I don't know. But what that yeah. means. So th- that's the second highest. So you have you know what an eagle scout is, right? Yeah, I thought that okay, was the that, highest. That's the rank 
below it. Oh, okay. So he didn't even make it to Eagle Scout? Lame. <laughs> you know mean. how hard it is to make it to Eagle Scout? I mean, I'm not just that, mean. You know. I've met a lot of yeah. Eagle Scouts. So I actually oh, okay. Know. Okay. Um, okay. But real quick, uh, while, while we're talking about kind of like background, did you ever hear the – I don't know if it's a legend or if it's true – that he was actually like the line giver at the Han Solo in like Star – Star Wars auditions, and then he finally was like, "Just let me read for it." No, I have heard this. Heard I have heard this story. That's interesting. Well, it's interesting you make mention of that because so he graduated in 1960. Graduated high school, he was the first student. Like you know how some schools will come, you know, they'll have somebody come over the PA. Good morning, students. So he was doing that, and then he was actually the first broadcaster, sports broadcaster oh. for his school. That's nice. Um, yeah, so his in his senior year, his final quarter, just to get credits, I guess he decided to take a drama class the, because he's a very he was a very shy kid, and so he decided to get over that shyness, and he was fascinated with acting for a while. Huh. And so once he graduated, he ended up going out to Los Angeles to start into acting, and in, so in 1964 he did that, and then. Um, he actually was going out here to Los Angeles for voiceover parts. Oh, well, he radio. does have a really, he has a great voice. Yeah, I mean, it's not a Morgan Freeman type of voice, but it's it's good voice. I mean, like no one has Morgan Freeman type voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. To, yeah. So um, instead, he ended up signing a hundred and fifty dollar a week uh, contract with Columbia Pitt. Can you imagine that? A hundred and fifty dollars a week. Yeah. So. In what was called bit rolls. So they'd have. You did. Oh, I've heard of this. So essentially, um, you work with the principal actor, the lead actor, or actress, and then you have no more than five lines of dialogue. So as that, he slowly started to get his name out there. Um, so, I mean, as, as it grew, you know, he did all these, you know, westerns, or he did mm-hmm. a western where he got a larger part, and then. Um, he actually became a carpenter too, a self-taught carpenter. I don't know how hmm. you do that, but so, um, an so error, I think? Get, yeah. So getting to the, uh, American graffiti. Um, oh, I forgot he was in that. Yes. So with Ron actually, Howard? wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so he, he and his wife were friends with a producer that basically said, you need to go try out for this role. Calista Flockhart? American, no, 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 no. American graffiti. This is no, so the said producer, him his, you said him and his wife. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Back in the day, the, the American oh, graffiti okay. was in 1973. Yeah, way, way a long time ago. No, yeah, no. so yeah, so that's how that was the um, how he established his um relationship with Lucas. Oh, that makes and sense. So, yeah, so at that time, too, um, Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola had just come out with Godfather. Nice, and so he said that. He was renovating, and with the success of that, so he's like, I need more office space. So he gave him a job because he was a carpenter. He gave him a job to renovate the office. And in return, he got a couple of movie roles. The Conversation in 1974, and then he got, I would imagine, one of the biggest movies of his career at that time, Apocalypse Now. Oh. And then. I forgot it was in that movie. Yeah. And then the roles started to come in. 
because he's a household name at that point. Yeah. And then, of course, back in 70, you know, so 75, you know, Lucas goes back to him, says, listen, you know, I want you to be in this movie, little movie I have. And of course, the movie was called Star Wars, which came out in 1977. So I'm looking right now. I'm trying to find if there's any validity to my story because that wouldn't make any sense. I don't I don't know how it would possibly happen. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think definitely I like the idea that George Lucas was like, oh, yeah, that one guy from America. I mean, he was the perfect person for Han Solo. I can't like picture anybody else. Well, and so if, yeah, if you go back. Right. So if you actually go back and listen to the podcast we did the other uh, the roundup, which I'll actually put on uh, on after this, we just lost James Kong, uh last week. And so um, he was actually in line to play Han Solo. Oh, right. He I turned think it he down. Turned yeah. Yeah. He, he turned, turned down, down like 15 iconic roles. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then from Star Wars, I mean, that was it. Like that was the breakout role of his career. And then he just got countless, countless roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like yeah. he became the biggest actor of that time. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it was one of those things where, and of course, 1981, he gets Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, yep. uh, you know, actually, everyone you know, knows who Indiana Jones is to this day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, you know, who was going to, so the, the, there was a story that Tom Selleck, Magnum PI, mm-hmm. was going to play because he was just, at that time, the Magnum was just starting to get its bearings. And so there was a big to do if they wanted uh, Selleck or not. And so Harrison Ford Honestly, ended up doing that. I can actually picture Tom Selleck in that role. Uh, not as yeah. good as Harrison Ford, of course, but I see it. I could see how he would have been a, a good second choice. Yeah. And so he was he huge. Is, yeah. So, and then um, 84 does so well that he gets Temple of Doom. And then Ooh. one of your. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like. Actually. That there was a scene. Well, I mean, the one scene that you couldn't do today is when he pulls his heart out. No, <laughs> There's no, no way. No, so, thank you. But Not nonetheless, that, you a lot of it you can't do today. Yeah, I watched oh, it recently to make sure that I still hated it, and I do. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, man, there was a lot of shit in there that would never fly today. Yeah, I mean, like, so my buddy and I sometimes do like just random memes, and one of the memes that he likes to put on when um they're kind of you know the the spikes are coming down oh yeah it's like we are going to die yes it's still we funny every time i see the meme but yeah right because she has to like stick her arm in the thing yeah i'm sorry i don't even know yeah. if i could do that but anyways okay yeah so, so he but then you know, he, he gets he lands two franchises like yeah. huge franchises so Franchise. for many for many years so in 83 of course well, I mean, yeah, back up in 81, he does um, Empire Strikes Back. And then in 83, he does Return of the Jedi. And then, of course, as I said, in 84, he does Indiana Jones. I mean, he was unbelievable. And then he goes on to do little movies, too. I mean, people forget about Witness, which is a really Witness, a good, Witness a, is amazing. Yes. I love Witness. Jodie Foster, right? I believe so. I'm not sure yeah. off the top of my head. And he did the Mosquito Coast, yep. which was didn't, you know didn't see it, you know frantic. I mean, so he's he was actually going back and doing 
smaller roles too. But he he really um, he really took off in the '90s too for when he landed the role of uh, Jack Ryan. I mean, there's been plenty of Jack Ryans today. Um, you know, Ben Affleck and Harrison Ford and everybody else. But yeah, so no. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. I totally forgot about Witness, by the way. And then what was the last one you said? Uh, Frantic. And that was in 88. How many movies was he Jack Ryan in? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the three. So he did, um, he did Patriot Games. He did Clear and Present Danger. And actually he did two. I stand corrected. He did two. He did Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. And then I always was put to sleep by Jack Ryan movies, which is hilarious because like I love action movies, but for some reason I could never get into them. Yeah. But then in between, in between those two movies, he did the movie you just making mention of The Fugitive, which was a great movie. I love The Fugitive. I'm sorry, but like most, one of the most iconic Tommy Lee Jones characters. Yeah. I want you to look in every doghouse, outhouse, barn house, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, he goes on to do Air Force One in Oh, yeah. Get I remember. I was in that. I remember watching that with somebody. And I remember that it was one of those moments where the crowd cheered. Yeah. When he threw Gary. And by the way, that was a great performance by Gary Old. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> people, people forget about that. Everyone forgets about but, that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so like a after super 90s, Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, it was just one of those performances. Gary yes. Oldman, who just. He's a great actor, and he's a great character actor. Um, the British know just they they just I hate to say it they just know how to act. <laughs> you look at any real good Brit. I mean Daniel Craig, for lack of a better thing, being Bond. You got you know Gary Oldman who wins an Oscar for playing Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. You know I mean all of these good good British actors. But yeah, um, yeah. so then you know. It, he goes on and does a regarding Henry presumed innocence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're going through his whole filmography, but here's the thing. He's done 82 movies. So many. 82 movies. He started to drop off in the nineties though. Um, doing yeah, movies what do you like, think that is? Because he was getting older. Oh, he was in Sabrina. The, he the was remake in Sabrina the, in 95. Audrey, yeah. Yeah. The remake of one of my favorite Audrey Hepburn movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, he was starting to get older. I mean, you look at in the nineties, in the two thousands, you look at what he's done, or what he did. Six Days, Seven Night with Anne Hayes, Kate Nineteen, The Widowmaker, mm. Hollywood Homicide, Firewall, Extraordinary Measures. I mean, these are not, you know, those blockbusters. I mean, so and those were blockbusters back then. Yeah. Now that Ford actually did serve as an EP or an executive producer on The Widowmaker. And, uh, you know, so he's in 2001, he was listed as in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the richest male actor in the world. That makes sense. So, uh, yeah. And then he just goes on. And then, of course, um, 2008, he comes back and does the Indiana Jones movie we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> Because it was horrible. Yeah, it was the first one in 19 years, and he collaborated with both Lucas and Spielberg, but he just said, oh. you know, um, that he would like to star in another sequel if it doesn't take another 20 years to digest. <laughs> well, wait, almost, I thought you said that they were going to do another Indiana Jones, right? Well, they are. Yeah. They are, but it's not, it's not, um, 
It's not with those guys. Yeah, no. Lucas and Spielberg have nothing to do with it. So James, I I don't think Shia LaBeouf will either. Yeah. So James Mangold is coming back. Um, He is. He was the director of Logan, which is one of the best comic book movies of all time. Oh my gosh! So if it's any indication of that, hopefully the script is going to be good. But you know, you look at what he did after that. I mean, Cowboys and Aliens. I mean, it was just crap movies. And basically, so after everybody was ecstatic to see him back in uh, Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like that was that took the cake for sure. Yeah. I mean, that was when we were home. Like, oh my gosh. I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, that was why I wanted to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and really, like, that was why they left. So that, and I told the story about this, that was. The first trailer was dropped during Monday Night Football, and um, that actually broke Fandango. Like, yeah. literally crashed the site. You couldn't get on the app. That's amazing. You, you couldn't get on your desktop. You couldn't, nothing. It crashed it. So, yeah, that was the last shot. Um, but he actually had broken his ankle when a hydraulic door fell on him. Oh, no. <laughs> In 2014. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he, he got back up and, you know, did what he needed to. But, yeah, and then he – so. Spoiler alert, the movie's been out seven years. He died. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, but I think it was just, but that movie was just, it was nice to see him back. Um, even for this, I won't even call it a cameo because he was only really in the, the last half of the picture. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was kind of more of a cameo, right? Because like it kind yeah. of just, I mean, it was more than a cameo, less than a central role. Yeah. But that also was kind of like the point. They weren't trying to no right. the entire movie around them. Right. Um, actually, he did come back for the sequel of Blade Runner 2049. Well, yep. that, that was uh, I didn't see any of the Blade Runners, but did you like the new one? I haven't seen the new one. The, the original is amazing. Amazing. I, I've got to sit down. I've, I've heard what I was saying was that Star Wars was... Everybody, so that it broke Fandango. The trailer was huge, and everybody was happy to see him back. And yes. so, really, 2015 was like that. And then after that, I, he kind of, you know, he made a he made a uh, a brief. Oh, I was talking about 2049. I did. I haven't seen the sequel. Ridley Scott did a great. I mean, have you seen Blade Runner? No, I didn't see it. Okay, didn't it so Leto in it, the new one. Yes, yes. And you really so, did it, and you didn't see the other Blade Runners. No, I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the sequel. Ryan Gosling oh, was in. So I'm going to drop the uh, breaking news right now. So what? we are going to do a – I'm going to set up another show. It's going to start in the beginning of September. It is going to be called Rewatch Wednesdays. Ooh. And what we're going to do is she and I are going to make a list out of films that we both have or maybe have not seen. And – the premise is going to be, I'm going to have seen the film and she hasn't. And then we're going to record in that way. She gets the uh, a visceral reaction yeah. and then vice versa. So, for example, I know she said she hasn't seen Steve Jobs. No, so right. that's Wait. one of the films that I absolutely want her to watch. So I will then, when she sees it, we're going to come back and we'll talk about Steve Jobs. On the flip side of the coin... I have not seen Catch Me If You Can. 
Oh, and yeah. so yeah. that is going to be a movie I'm going to have to sit down and watch. And I'm excited. Leave. This is going to be so fun, guys. And then so once we get it kind of hammered out, we will um, – we don't know if we're going to do actors or genres or directors. But what we do know is the whole premise is going to be one person has seen it, the other one has not. Yeah. And I think we could stick with that even for a little while because yeah. – I feel like the kind of movies neither of us have or like one of us hasn't watched what the other one has are very common movies that a lot of people have seen. And it's kind of like embarrassing that one of us hasn't seen it a little bit. If if that makes sense, you know, it's sort of like how I didn't get around to seeing it. I just didn't. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that's so I, I think I've already she hasn't seen Heat. I mean, that's just one of the most that has one of the most iconic film scenes of all time with, you know. Anyways, so yeah. Anyways, getting back to uh, Harrison Ford, though. So he did appear in the Blade Runner uh, sequel. And then really yes. after that, he's, you know, he's 80 years old. I'll be very curious to see how many flashbacks in this new movie there are. I know. You know? But uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's also, I mean, done movies like The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I so. kind of like that about him. Also, another This is like a guilty pleasure movie. Like, it's nothing breakthrough. There's nothing crazy. But I loved him in Morning Glory. Honestly, I loved that movie. It's it's an easy watch. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. And so, I mean, just a couple years ago, he ended up doing The Call of the Wild, the Jack London book. So, I mean. Uh, I didn't hear good things about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not one of those, you know. It is what it is. I mean, but that's where he's at his career. He, He doesn't have to do anything else. Um, this is about one of the greatest actors that we've ever had that, yeah, he's got an AFI Life Achievement Award and a, a Cecil DeBille. He's been a, uh, nominated for an Oscar and he's got four four Golden Globes. He might have a Screen Actors Guild. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where and how he, um, you know, he, he doesn't have any, like, he doesn't have any Oscars. He doesn't which have is, any. Which is kind of mind blowing now that I think about it. Like I've never thought about it, but also yeah. there's nothing that he's done that I truly believe is actually Oscar worthy, yeah. and yet he's one of the biggest actors of all time. Yeah, it's me, seventh highest grossing actor in North American history. He's kind of like <laughs> the Julia Roberts of his time, but even Julia has an Oscar for you know. Now, and yeah, I think I that's think... what did but he get nominated for? I that I don't know. Uh... Yeah. No, I, I don't know off the top of my head here. It doesn't say. That's okay. But yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where he does have a little bit of, but just the amount of, he's worked or no, he knows or has worked with almost every major actor or actress in the last 40 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's one of those things where, um, yeah, he, he's and you gotta wonder. This is probably gonna be his last. Movie. I gotta. You think so? Gonna, you think he's gonna retire? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he's he's gonna have do these other projects that are in production at for his IMDb, and I gotta believe that he's done. I mean, eighty years old, and they're still. I mean, granted, we were talking about uh, Clint Eastwood at ninety-one, but you gotta remember he he hasn't made the transition to director. He's just an actor. And, um, you know, eventually it's going to catch up with him. Yeah. And the, the parts that he's getting now, 
it's not like he's getting, you know, um, breakthrough role. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Indiana Jones Five is is in post right now. It's due in twenty twenty three. He's doing a couple of TV series, but yeah, I mean, eighty two movies is you know is uh he oh I forgot he did forty two. That's a gr- that's a really good movie. Oh, I forgot about that too. With Jackie Robbins, he played the Brooklyn Dodgers owner. That was a really good movie. Um, I haven't seen that one either. Chad with yeah, Chadwick Boseman played Jackie Robinson. Oh, you wow. need to write that one down for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he did a couple of other roles like The Expendables, where he played a pilot. You know, oh, but yeah. it's yeah. So I mean. Um, He's had a long, long distinguished career. Working Girl. I mean, oh, I forgot about 1988. Working Girl. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now I think that like at some point we should say like our top five Harrison Ford movies of all time that we like. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. That's that's tough. Well, I would probably put. Hmm. Wow. Um. I would probably put, um, well, maybe Clear and Present Danger at five. I mean, okay. I, I liked it was it was a it was the end to a franchise and to a certain degree um, until we had somebody else uh, come in and play Jack Ryan, um, James Earl Jones. You know, I mean, it, it was. He, and it's interesting too because when you when you think about his filmography, like I was saying, he plays a Boy Scout in that. You know, there's a scene where he throws up, you know, the guy against the wall. And he's like, you know, I didn't sign up for this. And he's like, you're such a Boy Scout. You know, I mean, it's just a right straight out of his personal, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think Clear and Prison Danger is up there. It, it was it was just a good role in general. Um, yeah. He was still at the height of his powers, so to speak. <laughs> um, but um, number four. Probably, I mean, there's just so many. If I'm going to be honest, probably number four is going to be Blade Runner. And that tells you something. That does Blade tell Runner. me something, for sure. That, now I want that, to watch it. Like, that was a visionary movie for its time. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, so it was just unbelievable. Um, I think number three has to be Apocalypse Now. Um you know, just because of what what it symbolized about the times and everything else. And really, that was one of his first major movies that he got. Um, and then, you know, I, I think you got to put Raiders of the Lost Ark in there too, 1981. You know, I mean, that whole... There's two characters he's known for, Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And I think, without a doubt, hands down... I think you got to put Star Wars at one. Yeah, well, you yeah. have to say which Star Wars. You can't just say Star Wars. You have to yeah. say which Star Wars. No, no, the original. The original Oh, the first Star one. Wars, I knew the original episode six. I'm, mm. I'm, yeah, so. Okay. I, it's just, you know, or I'm sorry, episode four. But, you know, it was just one of those things where, because that movie propelled him into su- superstardom. Yeah. Without that movie. I mean, he, he played a huge role in Apocalypse Now. But without... And I, and without that movie, without Star Wars, 
we're not talking about him at 80 years later. We're just not. Even with Indiana Jones, because you gotta re- you got to realize, too, what you said earlier, you hit the nail right on the head. He had two franchises going at one time. Yeah. Like, like that's, uh, yeah, like at the same time. He which had, is insane. He had Star Wars in 77. He had, um, I mean, Empire doesn't come out till 80. And then he's got Indiana Jones in 81. You got uh, Je- Return of the Jedi in 83. And then he does Temple of Doom in 84. And then he finishes, you know, and then he goes and does Last Crusade in 88, 89. I mean, you know, those are six of the biggest movies of all time with the Mm -hmm. biggest directors and the biggest stars. Yeah. So wait, in summation, what are your top five again? Just because it was a little slow on like. Yeah. So no, it was it was Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It was. um, uh, Come on. Um. It was Blade Runner. It, I'm sorry. It was Clear and Present Danger. It was Blade Runner. It was um, Apocalypse Now. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it was Star Wars. Hmm. Okay. So, I, yeah. I mean, so that's... My five would be probably... I really liked him in Sabrina. I just... Well, okay. Yep. Okay. We're going to say Sabrina at five. The lowest. And then I would do probably. I mean, I didn't even put in the fugitive. I know. Well, no, no, you're too late. Now I'm gonna. No, 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 no. I know that, but I'm just telling you that's the that, that unbelievable amount of of work he's done. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, Sabrina no and five. What else? Sabrina. I would say. Um, I would put Star Wars at four, and I would put. Uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade at three, and then I would put The Empire Strikes Back. Wait, no, I'm going to put The Empire Strikes Back maybe at number one, and I'm going to put The Fugitive as number two. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and he played a larger part. I mean, yeah, Empire was just as, now, did you know that? About the love story. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's one of the best films of, I think Empire doesn't get enough love. Empire Strikes Back really? doesn't get enough love. It's better than the first one, in my opinion. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. What I was going to say is I don't think he gets enough love because it was done in 81. And there were so many. You look at the rest of that decade and what came out. I mean, you had The Breakfast Club. Yeah. You had Pretty in Pink. Yeah. You had Stand By Me in 85. You had The Goonies. You had Top Gun. By the way, if you actually want to go back and listen to Welcome to the 80s, um, my former co-host and I will actually talk about films, all films from the 80s. But anyways, so, but it just doesn't get enough love. Yeah. Well, honestly, though, it was mine and my siblings. Well, I always liked, honestly, Return of the Jedi was always my favorite growing up. But my sister always really loved Empire Strikes Back the best. So I always thought that was interesting because it's not the obvious choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. I saw as, as a kid, I saw Return of the And by the way, Return, I just thought of this this morning. Return of the Jedi is turning 40 next year. Damn. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. We will, do, we will do a whole podcast just on Jedi once, once that happens. But 
my uh, Empire Strikes Back story is, so I actually saw Jedi as a kid 16 times in the theater. That's amazing. 16 times? Yeah. That's it. That's, I've never seen anything that much. I think I've seen yeah. one movie three times in theaters and you'll never guess which one it is. Like it doesn't make any sense, but it does for me and like my life at the time. And it's um million dollar baby. Oh, I saw yeah. it three times. Oh. So and good. so actually, so speaking of million dollar baby, I, I just did, we, I just recorded uh, the premiere episode of mom Mondays um, with Brad Rochefort the other day, nice. and we went through all of Martin Scorsese's um, directorial because he's been nominated for Best Director nine times, and he's only won once, and that was for The Departed. But Million Dollar Baby, that one, yeah, the the Million Dollar Baby was he actually lost that one of the years when he was nominated to Million Dollar Baby, Clint Eastwood, and the, well. The and that, and I mean, like, it's so interesting because Hillary Swank has won two Oscars for, and this is off topic and we can get back to yeah. it, but, um, you know, for Boys Don't Cry and for Million Dollar Baby. Um, and she's about to star in a show that takes place in Anchorage, Alaska, where I live. I'm sure they did not film it here, but it's a, it's like about a newsroom in Anchorage, which I'm just going to be like really interested to see what they do. Cause I like know what news is like around here. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but no, and, and that's, and that was one of the things, one of the things I had said to Brad is there are certain, there were only a few movies out there that the city becomes a whole character. Mostly. And Woody the Departed, and, and, and the and, Departed is one of them. The, yeah. Departed for sure. I mean, and the other one I brought up too was heat. And because Michael Mann made Los Angeles a character in itself by the, the skyline shots and everything. And it was just amazing. I love but that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, no. So getting back to, but yeah, so we lost a million dollar baby. But yeah, I saw Jedi 16 times. My Empire Strikes Back story is, Ooh. so I'm uh, like four at the time. Now you got to understand something. My grandmother took me to see Star Wars when I was two. And we sat in one of the front rows. So, yeah. That's so, amazing. yeah. Yeah. So, my story goes that I was playing Pac Man and uh, I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around, there's nobody there. And this happened a couple of times. And like the third or fourth time, this six foot giant, I mean, I don't know if he's six feet at the time, but you got to understand, I'm like five. So, yeah. it looked like six feet to me standing there in a Darth Vader suit. I nearly oh flipped God. out. I let out a oh scream so loud. <laughs> Scared the absolute Jesus out of me. Yeah. But yeah, That's it was terrifying. just. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have kids on the shoulder to begin with. Like, that's, but yeah. You could never get away with that today. But it was, I mean, like, I'm sure he was just really trying to, like, surprise Yeah, you. yeah. And, that's, and he scared me. He scared mm-hmm. me pretty good. But yeah, so that's, but that just shows you as far as his body of work. The fact that all those movies I named, and I think that that movie in itself is it gets lost in the in the limelight. And the thing is that a lot of the rankings, I mean, obviously, film is subjective, and and that's, but everybody will tell you that you know they think Empire is 
just a better movie. A better movie because because you got to understand too the effects were better. So he used all of the money. I, I actually I think I talked about this in another podcast. If I didn't, I'll do another one specifically for it. But he used all of the money that he made, George Lucas, because in in nineteen seventy seven when it came out or seventy six when he was going to shop it around, all of the studios laughed at him, and they said, right. So 20th Century Fox, I mean, he went to Paramount, he went to Universal, he went to MGM, and they all laughed at him. He goes to 20th Century Fox, and he says, you know, I have this movie that I want to, you know, put out, blah, blah, blah. And they they were about ready to go bankrupt. And they said, okay, well, we have nothing to lose anyways. We're going to go under in three months. And so he's, I, he said, I have one caveat. I what? want all the merchandising rights. So... In 1977, when it comes out, it's the biggest picture of the year, and all these little action figures you see behind me, he got all the revenue for. That is how he was able to finance Empire Strikes Back, which, by the way, he opened up his own special effects uh, production company called ILM, Industrial Light Magic, in any single Marvel movie, any, like, special effects, big special effects movie, whatever, they all go through ILM. Mm. They all go through ILM. And now it is the premier um, special effects place. So Empire, yeah. And it has one of the, it had probably one of the top five twists I've ever seen. Yeah. Luke got your father. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's like, oh. Yeah. Because they had no idea that Well so. honestly, yeah, the best the best twist of all time. Also some of the like I mean like Lando, uh, which I'm so excited for um Donald Glover to play Lando again, young Lando in a miniseries. That's something I would watch because I love Donald Glover as an actor anyway. But um him, you know, like actually being a double agent and like and then also like the cliffhanger they left you on. Like that was that yeah. was just good shit. All of that yeah. was good. No, yeah, it was just it was really. But so, Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies of the of the franchise in itself. Yeah, um, and he's just you know, and, and I, there's not enough superlatives to tell you what kind of actor he was, and he enjoyed it. That's the thing, and. I mean, not a lot of people know this, but he had an off and on and off affair with uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So yeah, and she, I, I mean, think she like admitted that like it was way more of a thing, kind of. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, it was one of. I mean, so yeah, it's just it was one of those. I'm really, I can't believe he's eighty. <laughs> I mean, because it seems like we have all the last we have all grown up. Yeah. With Harrison Ford. We really yeah. have. Well, millennials. And yeah. like Well, elder, I would say Gen X, older millennials, and mid, for sure. Yeah. And it's one of those things where everything, not everything, but he started to, you know, he he's done it all, too. I mean, he's done romance. Yeah. He's done action. He's, a, he's, he's done, done sci-fi. Thriller. Yeah. yeah. He's done sci-fi. So he's, he's able to pick and choose. Huh? Yeah. I don't know if he did horror ever. No, 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 no. Because 
you look at back then, a lot of the slasher flicks were that just what I mean, you had Nightmare on Elm Street, you had Friday the 13th, you had Halloween, you had Texas. I mean, it, it was back. It was good horror stuff back then. Yeah. But it just he didn't have the time. A and B. Yeah, and also, yeah, it was way more slasher and hokey anyways. And, and you know, besides his credibility would have went down. Oh, for sure. Can you imagine Harrison Ford in a in a horror che- movie? In a cheesy slasher film? I could see no. him in a, in one now. Well, like literally. Yeah. But yeah, not yeah. then. But yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, so it was just one of those things where but yeah, it's just it's amazing to see how actors, you know, progress and then just, you know, they I won't say fall off, but because after a certain point the roles just didn't come as fluidly as they. I mean, I would think he had to have been convinced to come back for Force Awakens. I mean, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's glad he did. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, it's one of the only two or three movies ever to make two billion dollars. Yeah. So, seriously. anyways, but um, okay. So, coming up on the podcast, I have an interesting story for tomorrow um that's it's having to deal with marvel and the amount of production that they are doing and who is and who is not happy um so yeah so tomorrow we have the roundup um next week so coming up on friday we do have flashback fridays this one is going to be ant-man uh, I know you said you're you're a Paul Rudd fan, right? I love Paul Rudd, but I didn't even bother watching it, man. So yeah, no, I not one of the greatest movies in the world. It was okay. Um, and then um, coming up next week, we will be doing uh, Jordan Peele movies, and that is going to be in anticipation for. I'm nope. so excited! Yeah. Um, so, so I'm gonna have to sit down and watch Get Out and uh, Us. You haven't seen those? I know. I know. Oh man, man so that, that's gonna be, crazy. yeah, gonna be those are gonna be two on my list to see. Uh, don't forget, start of August we will have uh, uh, Mob Mondays. That is going to be uh, a paywall, six ninety nine a month. Uh, it's going to be on Apple. It's going to be on uh, Anchor, and it's going to be on Spotify. Um, if you do decide to subscribe. I will give you a shout out on every single podcast for the month, not just that particular one, but every single one. Don't forget to go to our Patreon. It is www.patreon.com backslash real talks. And there's everybody support. Yeah, we have uh, four bare minimum, very affordable levels for you there. $3 is a cup of coffee, almost a cup of coffee. That gets three bucks a month. $8 $8 will get you a shout-out. $15 will get you a T-shirt, a mug, and a shout-out. And $20 a month is our highest. And that's going to get you a one-on-one with us for an hour and all of the other good stuff. Um, Rewatch Wednesdays, as I was making mention of, is going to start in September. So um, okay. hopefully, yeah, start start putting the list together. Yeah, I know. And, uh, we need to start actually writing them down. For uh, sure. So that that will be good. And um, I have a guest coming on the end of the month. Um, more of an entertainment kind of guy. 
um, my my sort of entertainment. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think everybody will get a kick out of them. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you saw this, and we'll I'm gonna t- kind of tease this for third tomorrow. Did you happen to see the new trailer that ha- that dropped today? It dropped today. Today. Uh, then no, because I haven't watched any trailers okay. today. Wait, um, wait till tomorrow to tell me. You should wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And, it's and I want to get your reaction. I, I'm going to give you a little hint, though. Mm, it's a classic okay. television show. Okay. That's, That's it? it? That's and it. And it's going to be a it. movie? Oh, interesting. So, it could be literally yeah. millions of things, but yes. Yes. I'm yes. excited to hear so, about it tomorrow, and I'm excited. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so last thing before we go is where you can find us on social media. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Wannabe Rounder. That's all one word. LinkedIn, uh, search David Steele. And Instagram, you can hit me up at dcaduto there. Follow me and her. And where can they find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram, Elisa Ivers, E-L-I-S-A-I-V-E-R-S, and also on TikTok. And I am on LinkedIn, but I hardly ever use it, which is probably not great, but still. Well, I think, but see, the thing about LinkedIn is it's only useful if you're going to go look for a job. I mean, so if you, you know, you can have a profile on it, but, you know, so, okay. Um, That's going to wrap it up for today. And happy birthday, Harrison. Yeah. Happy birthday to Harrison Ford. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff up on the horizon and and so get on board guys because the second half of the year is going to be a banger yeah it's all right so i'm david Steele, and i'm elisa ivers and, and you uh, have been listening to real talk you've been listening to real talk